giggling. All of them had fresh haircuts, crisp upturned polo collars, and manicures. The mayor said she would work closely with Sheriff Sam to find the culprits. But in the meantime, there's no need for alarm. Sam added that there was a need to remove all the foreigners. More on this story as it develops. But first, an update on the trial of Hiram McDaniels. Unable to find a jury of peers for a literal five-headed dragon, the court agreed to create artificial intelligence to simulate what five-headed dragon peers would be like, and then place that AI on the jury. For this project, they hired expert computer programmer Melanie Pennington, who joins us now by phone. Welcome to my show, Melanie. Welcome to your show. I mean, hi, hello. It turns out you welcomed me. It doesn't make sense to welcome you. Sorry, my mind was, you know, the expanse, the vast, the out there. I mean, my mind is elsewhere. My mind is everywhere. Wonderful. And how are you? Do you, you ever look at the stars? The stars, you know, the stars. Not each star, but some of the stars. I mean, every single one of the stars at once. I mean, the whole night sky added up. Do you ever look at the sum of the stars? The night sky as an equation, beauty as a math problem, which it is. Everything beautiful is math. Everything beautiful is a problem. What was your question? Um, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Melanie, you sound familiar. Do I sound familiar? You just said that, so I guess I do. You must have met one of my programs, or not met. None of them are sentient. You can't meet things that have no sentience. Well, I guess you could be like, hi there, pile of rocks, I'm Melanie. Just to see what happens. I suppose there is no set dogma for social engagement. Oh, I wish I had a dog. Have you ever met a rock? What's your name again? Well, I'm... What I'm saying is that I probably sound familiar because all of my programs have the same voice as me. That's how computer programming works. Have you ever programmed a computer that broadcasts on a radio station? Uh, specifically one that recites random numbers? Oh, yes. The local numbers station. WZZZ. Yes. That was one of my early programs. And those numbers and chimes aren't random. They're encoded messages to foreign spies. Also a few pudding recipes and a funny cryptology poem or two. So you designed Faye, the voice of WZZZ. Oh, the WZZZ program has no name and absolutely no sentience. Not every program is sentient. That WZZZ program only recites numbers and tones. That's all it does and all it ever will do. It doesn't know it exists. About that. See, there was a thing that happened a couple years ago. Uh, listen to me babbling on. You had me on to talk about the trial. Yes. Well, I understand there has been some controversy around the ethics of making a jury of peers from artificial intelligence rather than actual five-headed dragons. Oh, there are a lot more problems than just ethics. What are ethics even? How can you quantify what is right? I mean, let's assign a number on how ethical a computerized jury is. I'm going to say it's a low number, like 1.5 or 2. But let's make it on a scale of 0 to 3. So that's pretty good. Everything's going fine, ethically speaking, anyway. But the programming has been tough. Have you ever even tried to program a computer? I barely know how to turn one on. Say, as long as I have a real computer expert on, do you have some basic computer tips for me and our listeners? Oh, 
a public service like that would be really ethical, like a 2.5 or even a 3 on the ethicability scale. What a good idea. Here are some basic tips for the computer novice who is hoping to one day write code that advances us closer to the singularity. Tip 1. Computers can make you angry. Anything can make you angry. Computers are anything. Tip 2. Is your computer plugged in? That's probably illegal. You need a license to plug in a computer. Tip 3. Computer programs are a lot like humans. They're full of bugs, mostly theoretical, and invented by overly caffeinated lonely people in dark rooms. Tip 4. Did I say that thing about the stars already? Yes, I... Oh, good. Tip 5. Create a strong password. The most secure password possible is, you'll never guess this, where the O is replaced with a zero, and the L's are replaced with zeros, and all of the other letters are replaced with zeros. A string of 19 zeros is the most secure password. I added an exclamation point at the end of my password. Exclamation points are impossible to hack. You are very secure. Tip six. There are two main types of computers. The first are PCs, or personal computers. Personal computers know your name and things about your life and are casual and friendly. Sometimes they're overly personal and you end up having to say, this is all too much. Back off, computer. The second type of computer is the house cat. These are ambulant robotic quadrupeds used by the secret police to monitor our domestic behavior and try to understand why people like to stroke robots and talk in high voices to them. This has been very helpful. Uh, thank you for saying that. I love to be helpful. This trial has been so challenging and everyone is upset. These days I don't feel helpful. These days I feel kind of useless and it gets me down. Oh, I know that feeling. You know, sometimes when I'm sad, I like to sing old hymns to myself. Me too. Which one's your favorite? I got the eye of the tiger, a fighter, dancing, dancing through, through the, the fire, because I am a champion, and, and you're, you're gonna, gonna hear me roar. Oh. Oh, that's my favorite passage from the Old Testament. I feel better already. Oh, thanks, Melanie. I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name. Goodbye. The mayor's office reports that perhaps their earlier call for not being alarmed was a bit premature and that we could all stand to be a little more alarmed. Several dead animals have been found all over town on sidewalks, in trees, in fields, animal corpses everywhere. This has happened before, listeners. Many of you remember the glowing cloud, all hail, that passed through Nightvale years ago, dropping dead animals on all of us. And since that first terrifying and bloody visit, the glow cloud, all bow before the mighty cloud, has since settled down as a citizen of this town, even joining the school board as the glow cloud's child attends Nightvale Elementary. It's hard to believe that the glow cloud, all praise the malevolent cloud who rules my every puny desire, etc., etc., would return to such dreadful acts of violence against animals and rooftops. But again, it's hard to know why anyone does anything. John Peters, you know, the farmer, 
standing out in his freshly sown field of imaginary corn near his pastures, said he saw a couple of mangled squirrels and expired possums. He added, I seen them strangers too. The ones what don't move except for their breathing, just breathing and breathing and sometimes getting a little closer than you think they were a second ago, despite not looking like they were even moving. He also said he finally received a card from his brother, Jim, who left town nearly 40 years ago to fight in the Blood Space War. The message inside simply read, Happy 12th birthday, little brother. Only three months into my mission, and I'm already missing you something fierce, Johnny. John covered his face and pointed to one of the strangers out on the edge of the cornfield. Yeah, it's definitely them strangers what's killing these animals. John then began weeping and clutching the birthday card. On it, a farmer caricature holding balloons and a caption reading, I love you, cows, you're my brother, tightly to his heaving chest. And now a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Papa John's. At Papa John's, we make pizza with only the freshest ingredients using old world recipes passed down from our family's many generations of pizza makers. Nearly all of these pizza makers are still alive, making pizza and passing down recipes. They live in the back. We're running out of room for them. We've long given up on thinking they'd eventually die. Why don't they die? I mean, we love them, but there are close to 50 people in our family dating back to at least the 1800s, their bodies aging and failing, but not ever, you know, dying. Perhaps it's our secret recipes causing that. You'd think so, but it's not. Because a few members of our family have actually passed away. Although, now that we're thinking about it, those were public executions for treason back during the First World War. And another couple were car accidents. Maybe it is the sauce. Either way, visit your local Papa John's, order a delicious pizza. How hard can it be? Immortality, we mean. Papa John's, it'll be fine. And now a look at traffic. They met through a mutual acquaintance. They shook hands and met eyes. Over food and drinks and among friends, they laughed and told stories. Occasionally, their eyes lingered. Occasionally, one looked away first. They shared a brief but quiet and private moment on the front porch. It was getting late. People were leaving. It was a new moon that night. Neither would remember that part. One of them said goodbye as they headed to their car. The other said goodbye back. They hugged, both thinking in that short embrace about the other's body against their own, about the topography of forgiveness and the geography of tomorrow. See you again soon, I hope. Yes, you too. They parted as the one drove away. Later, the other drove away. It was a fun party with good friends, good food and drinks. They would remember the laughing and the stories. They would not remember the moon or the name of the other. It wouldn't come up again. They later met other people and still other people. Later, they would drive home and drive home. 
they never met again. They both lived meaningful lives, laughing, drinking, eating, and driving home. This has been Traffic. While officers from the Sheriff's Secret Police are now responding to a series of power outages and broken water mains, witnesses have reported a strange sight at the city's dog park. Hooded figures, which are sometimes glimpsed inside the dog park, were all lined up outside the dog park as if standing guard. A long row of dark cloaks and hoods humming and chanting. Witnesses kept a great distance from the scene, simply noting the hooded figures were all of equal height and imposing stature, spaced evenly around the forbidden municipal park. The sidewalks in front of them were empty, except for one young couple and their dog, who walked slowly past the sentries, unperturbed by the presence of these eldritch figures emanating a crescendo of white noise. Witnesses watched the couple stroll past the park, turn a corner, and disappear from sight. The witnesses reported that just around that corner where the couple had walked was a different person, a stranger, staring right back at the witnesses. They did not recognize the person, for the person had no noticeable features. The stranger did not appear to move, except for its steady breathing. No single witness saw the stranger move, but suddenly, it was closer to the crowd of onlookers, merely feet away from them. One of the witnesses said, we should run away. Another agreed, yes, let's run away. They did not go anywhere. And now, let's check in on the weather.
If you can hear me, Night Vale, it is because you are one of those still with electricity or whose home is not on fire. Oh, breaking news. There are a bunch of fires across town. They are spreading from home to home. Fire Chief Ramona Incarnacion said that she believes the fires were started by the neglect of common but dangerous things like kitchen ranges, candles, cigarettes, and bloodstones. Incarnacion said the strangers are appearing at doorways and in windows and inside showers and from behind refrigerators just staring and breathing and otherwise not moving. Upon seeing these strangers, the residents of those homes became frozen in fear and thus incapable of tending to their flammable items. Never leave a bloodstone unattended, Night Vale, Incarnacion cautioned. Mayor Dana Cardinal finally relented to the sheriff's request to try to round up the strangers. Sheriff Sam responded with a jumping heel click and a, you won't be sorry, Mayor, as they ran out to start making arrests. Sam has long held that the strangers are just troublemakers who've moved here from the collapsed town of Desert Bluffs, our former neighbors. But upon arriving at several of the burning homes, Sam began to have a change of mind or belief. These strangers were not from Desert Bluffs at all. These strangers, Sam now believes, are something else. They're not from here, Sam said. Not here meaning Night Vale, but here. Sam then indicated the broadness of the term here by swinging their arms slowly to indicate the entirety of the tangible world we all pretend to know and understand. The secret police, instead of arresting or detaining or even getting near the strangers, began to move the petrified residents of each of these homes safely away to an undisclosed location, which I assume means the same thing as a safe location since the secret police are law enforcement professionals. The strangers never moved other than their steady breaths, even when they sometimes appeared dramatically closer than they were before. The strangers seem to have no goal other than to threaten our well-being, Night Vale. Sam explained wordlessly, using only a long ribbon and floor dance routine to express the dire situation we are all facing. My secret police and I will work to serve and protect you. Secretly, of course. This is off the record. In the meantime, stay in your homes and lock your doors. If you see a stranger, keep moving and call us. We're an unlisted number, actually, so maybe email, Sam said with a flick of their ribbon and a double somersault. Nightville, I, I think back to the words of Little League coach and ghost, Lucia Tereschenko. They're no longer coming. They're here. And we cannot stop something that wants nothing. And I think of the image of that young couple and their dog blithely passing the row of fearful hooded figures. No doubt it was Maureen, and that boy, and that beagle. Maureen is such a good kid, and that beagle, so, so cute, so cute! Uh, but I fear for whatever it is she and that boy and that dog are involved in. Heed our sheriff tonight. Nightvale, stay safe in your home. Get away fast if you see one of them. Stay tuned next for words ordered intentionally and confidently, saying something 
understanding nothing. And as always, good night, Night Vale. Ooh, maybe lock those windows too. Good night. Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. The voice of Melanie Pennington was Molly Quinn. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was Well Dressed by Hop Along. Find out more at hopalongtheband.com. Comments? Questions? Email us at info at welcometonightvale.com or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show.
Does it work? Does it work? I can hear you perfectly. Woohoo! I can hear myself Ooh, perfectly. Um, okay, I turned it down. Woo. That's a better. Hot wolfers. Hot ta 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 ta. <laughs> Hot ta ta. It's been two weeks since we've been here. It sure has. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, last weekend went by went by pretty quick, didn't it? It sure as hell did. Party all night long. 
I'm switching um, stereos. The C- the new or CD player kind of has a mind of its own. Yeah, if somebody can uh, explain to us what a relapse and a remain <laughs> single is. Relapse. <laughs> <laughs> relax <laughs> relax relax while i play this song over and over it wasn't even playing it over and over i had to keep praying uh playing <laughs> pressing sorry pressing pray, play pray for pray that it would work <laughs> i'm just gonna go to our old uh faithful good old faithful knows how we do things what brand is this Digital output. <laughs> but the other one looks like something you would take on the road, like if if you wanted to do like a like a block party. Yeah, or some it looks shit, really right? sturdy. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, plated or, or protected by some if sort of. You're like a live DJ, like <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like Mark Ronson. You are obsessed. <sighs> He's gonna be in Mexico City. Oh my <laughs> Why aren't I going? I don't know. You and Mexico have a strange relationship. You're like, uh, I'm not going to say Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump. <laughs> I want to go there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've been there. I haven't been to Mexico City, though. But I've been to Mexico. I've been to TJ, which is not practical. I mean, it's Mexico, but it's not really Mexico. It's like what the hell is border that? town. Okay. <laughs> It's very Americanized, basically. There's a lot of gringos there. Gringos, gringos, gringos. Gringos everywhere. Everywhere. Gringos everywhere. falling from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining men. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, so how was last weekend, in your opinion? It was good, but I have. To, I think my first year was probably the most special. Yeah. I feel like when you don't know what to expect, um, it kind of turns out pretty well. Um, but when you're expecting something, it's when it's not going to turn out. It didn't turn out well. well. No, it still turned out good. It's um, out, yeah. I mean, I got to see Radiohead. I saw Third Eye Blind. We saw Lionel Richie. And then we saw some other bands that I'd heard of but never seen. LCD Sound System. Right. That was pretty good. I liked the Wombats. That was, that was good. Um, I don't know. Who, were there any highlights for you? Besides Radiohead. Um, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Oh, yeah. That one was good, too. It was so good. It was so funny. <laughs> it was refreshing. I felt like it was... I know it was supposed to be short, but I felt like it was too short. I was Because like, I, we enjoyed it too much. I feel like they didn't know what people were going to... How people were going to react to the Muppets. But I feel like they should have assumed that it was going to be amazing. Because it was. And um, Like, who cares about Chance the Rapper? Yeah, who is or, that? Um, that I really didn't enjoy, and I know that I might be, like, in the m- minority, but I really didn't care for... And I like hip-hop music. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, like, your girl when it comes to, like, what's new and upcoming hip-hop-wise, but I really didn't enjoy whatever they chose. Um, for this. Yeah, you I know don't I mean? know. He's up-and-coming in the hip-hop uh, community, and he has a lot of positive um, reviews and people keep talking about him. But apparently this one performance, he just wasn't um, good. <laughs> um, and that's not just me talking that I thought that. Like, I was, like, on the reviews of Outside Lands. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they also said some shit about Radiohead, which I feel like, fuck really? you. Like, they said that their playlist wasn't good, or their set list, I mean. What? And I was like, they thought because, you know, he's, they've been playing Creep throughout the whole tour. Except oh, for, they were pissed. And, yeah, and they were playing, you Suck know. a dick. All the, I was just like, so, like, not everybody. Honestly, a lot of hardcore Radiohead flan, fans, fans, um, and fans, don't really like the song Creep. Um, I I don't, I mean right. I I will sing to it. I, I know would the lyrics. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I really but my favorite Radiohead song is probably Fake Plastic Trees. Like right. I would go see them again just to hear that because I would lose my shit. But <laughs> but I but there's a lot of other songs that they didn't play. But yeah. they played um, mostly OK Computer and uh, the new album. The Thief and the new album, yeah. And then I heard they also played some King of Limbs. Yeah, they played like two King of Limbs songs. Um, Bloom being one of them. Such a beautiful song. Um, but you seem uh, pretty happy. So, so I, because I knew all of those songs. <laughs> Even the new songs, I was just kind of like, oh, yay. Because like, they play, you know, mm-hmm. Burn the Witch and all the um, Daydreaming and just all the, uh, oh, what's the one other called? Like something track. I forgot what it's called. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I, I mean, I was, when it comes to Radiohead, I know even if they have their worst performance, I still enjoy myself just because I'm so familiar with their shit, you know. True fan. A true fan, yeah. But yeah, when people get all like Oh, when I saw them at Coachella two years ago, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> You're not at Coachella. It happened. Fuck I saw Coachella. <laughs> It's all I, about the bay. Exactly. Well, I, I saw them in San Diego in 2008 when they came out with Rainbows. And I don't remember jack shit about that show. I only remember one part where he was singing You and Who's Army. And he, um, oh no, it was I Will. And he burped. And everybody started laughing. But that's something memorable. It's like little quirks like that that I remember. But I don't remember like the first song they played. I don't remember the last. Um, I you do can remember, look it up. Set list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I do remember I do going like this, like squinting and trying to see, you know, uh, Tom York and Johnny and Phil, like, you know, like really hard. And this time I didn't have to do that. We were, we were, and really that's close. what I knew was going to happen. As soon as I found out they were going to be at a festival near my house, I was like, fuck yeah, take my money, you know? <laughs> um, so that for me, that was obviously the, the most amazing um, show that I saw this weekend and probably. It's up there with all the for my whole life, you know. (laughs) His dance moves. I have other shows that I've seen that are probably a little better because of the, you know, because Tom has never really been a a crowd pleaser. But he has some dance moves. Shoot. I mean, he pleases me anytime. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Every time. Anytime. All the time. All the time. Twenty four seven. But um, he does. He's very smooth dancer. He's a grandpa and all, but he, you know, he's not a grandpa, but you know, he's getting up there in age, and he's still he's really the right smooth. age. Yeah, he's. <laughs> what age is he? He's the right age. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was really um, happy that I got to see them, and whoop, whoop. especially such close corners. Mm-hmm. Um, that would never happen unless they paid, you know, almost the same amount for an actual like concert yeah we have to drive to sj yeah drive to sj and that's another what 80 dollars to rent a car or something oh my god yeah well that's 2000 something coming up 
yeah 2004 years from now 2020 yeah, why did you say four years is so weird to me are you like <laughs> telling the future are you a gypsy 2020 are you my gypsy woman i'll be 34 yo <laughs> okay we have to read the news <laughs> anyways i mean it, it was it was fun but it was definitely like hardcore just physically like exhausting physically exhausting well yeah (sighs) there's uh three consecutive days every year it's not too bad for For me i mean i'm used to it i've been doing this since i've been living in sf yes um so i know what to expect i know i've i've felt sick there i've almost thrown up there i'm been stuck in the porta potty there. <laughs> you know? You've lived your life there. I lived part of my <laughs> a good like chunk of my good days there. And <laughs> it's all good. So I've regretted things. I've enjoyed things. Yeah, I've Woo-hoo. been really, really stoned there. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> Got the walk though at the end of the night. Oh. <sighs> uh, <laughs> you know, like, it always beats my ass because yeah. you don't realize how long you've been standing and how much your feet hurt until you're walking yeah. to get to the bathroom. Oh my god! <laughs> All the way to my house. Yeah, because you don't want to use a porta potty at night. At the end of the day, you don't yeah. want to do it. But it was still fun. Yeah. I'd still do it again. Maybe not all three days. But yeah, one day at least. One day, be worth it. Yeah. Until next year, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I do have a story. Our friends Super Brett are setting up, and they'll be doing a live performance for us not too long from now. I feel weird having the computer right there. I know. It's like, oh. I feel like, did we shrink? We did. Or did we get taller? We shrank at Silence. Okay. Good. For for space reasons. I know, right? God, I don't know how you sleep with that cat. Maybe because I was the only one on the floor, and she kept jumping on the mattress. The you first guys, night, she didn't. You guys were in her territory. The first night, she was too scared. Yeah, the second she night. She doesn't do that every night. It's just because there's weird-ass people in, in her room. Yeah, the second night, she was getting a little more comfortable, and I was like, just just, uh, <laughs> just don't jump on me. And then she, I, I could feel her. Scratching the the litter like that was so weird. Uh, she was doing it the other night too, like last night. And I what was are you like, trying to prove? I don't know what she was trying to find. Um, but that was pretty weird. She's never done that before. But I was like, well, I just feel bad for my friend who has to take care of. <laughs> she doesn't usually. She's not that bad. It was. There were a lot of people in your room. Yeah, I think she was just kind of like, what the fuck's going What's on? What's going on? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it could have been worse. My back really hurt, though, by, like, the third, Way too, the third day. I think it's just from sitting on the ground and not having any support, because we, uh, we slouch. Because uh, um, my back was hurting at the end of the day, too, and I, I slept in a bed. It's just from sitting on same. my ass on the grass. Your ass <laughs> is right. grass. Ass like is that? Grass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my back was grass. Your back. All right, there we see. The Maccabees quit on a high. It's farewell to Felix, Rupert, Sam, Orlando, and Hugo. I thought all their names ended with an O. Rupert. <laughs> yeah, Roberto, <laughs> Felix. <laughs> I actually have heard of them. 
Yeah, I think I kind of remember them, like early, mid-2000s. Yeah. London indie band The Maccabees shocked fans this week when they announced they were to split. Felix White, Rupert Jarvis, Sam Doyle, Orlando Weeks, and Hugo White, who headlined the Enemy Awards tour in 2010 and appeared on the cover of the magazine three times, announced the news. In a statement on Monday, it read, We are proud to be able to go out on our own terms at our creative peak and off the back of the best and biggest shows we've ever done. There haven't been fallings out, and we are grateful to say that we're not leaving the group behind as a divided force. In 14 years together, the five-piece put out four albums and a documentary film, Elephant Days. The band bow out on a high 2015's Marks to Prove It album was a UK number one, and the band last month performed their first headline set at major UK festival Latitude. A farewell tour will be announced shortly. So they played their first headline set? At a festival, yeah. At a UK festival, okay. And simply the Maccabees. Three of the group's best tunes, Latchmere, released in 2007, Pelican, released in 2012, and Spit It Out, 2015. That's a bummer. No, Swallow. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that. No problem. We good? Yep. Okay. (laughs) I'm just looking. I was thinking if you're still reading. (laughs) <laughs> um, I have Jack White. Oh, this this guy we know. This guy we're pretty familiar with, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are. is he doing? You're uh, really oh, I'm familiar. Very familiar. <laughs> very many times. You saw him at Outside Lands, right? I did. Uh, four years ago, I want to say. Yeah, four years ago, 2012, when um, twenty Freedom at twenty twenty first, I think it's called, came out. Uh, I'm sure it's called something else, but that's the only song I remember right now. <laughs> oh, look, there's that guy from Years and Years. Oh, right. Uh, Ollie or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jack White announces acoustic recordings. Shares White Stripes unreleased song, City Lights. You can listen at pitchfork.com. Compilation features acoustic songs from throughout White's career, including rare tracks and alternate versions as well. Jack White has announced a career-spanning new release, Acoustic Recordings, 1998-2016, out September 9 on double CD, double LP, and digital via Third Man Columbia. As the little, as the title, whoa, dyslexia, as the title suggests, it's a 26-track compilation that features album tracks, B-sides, and alternate takes of songs by the White Stripes and the Rockin' Tours, as well as selections from White's solo catalog. Acoustic recordings also include the unreleased White Stripes song "City Lights." You can listen it, listen to it below. If you're if you pre-order the album, you'll receive "City Lights" as a download tomorrow. Ooh, maybe I should do that. <laughs> That's worth it for me. The song was originally written for "Get Behind Get Behind Me Satan," but wasn't finished until this year. According to the press release date, the track is the first new worldwide commercially released White Stripe song since 2008 when they broke up. Um, uh, actually, they broke up in 2011 because I remember I moved to San Francisco and I immediately found out they broke up. But they haven't released anything since, since 2008. Uh-huh. They were kind of dormant for a while, for like three mm-hmm. years. Uh, 
White wrote and produced all the songs on the record except for Honey, We Can't Afford to Look This Cheap, which Beck produced. Never Far Away, which T-Bone Burnett produced, and Carolina Drama, which uh, White co-wrote and co-produced with Rock and Tours bandmate Brandon Benson. And Machine Gun Silhouette, co-written with poster artist Rob Jones. All the tracks were remastered in 2016 by Andrew Mendelssohn in Georgetown Masters in Nashville. Acoustic Recordings also comes with liner notes by esteemed writer and pitch for contributor Greel Marcus. Um, the track list is in chronological order. You can check it out along with along with the front and back covers of the album trailer below. Again, at pitchfork.com. It's pretty good uh, pictures of Jack there. I um, am aroused. Uh, White solo album Lacerado came out 2014. The Intemeran... Um, he released an album with the dead weather, showed up at Beyonce's album, opened a store in Detroit, invested in the baseball bat company, stood up for gender equality, made music with Muppets, and played a record in outer space, among other things. Um, he's been pretty busy. He's been pretty, you know, nothing you can't do on a normal Monday. Um, some of the songs included in acoustic recordings include Sugar Never Tasted So Good, Apple Blossom, Hotel Yoruba, We're Going to Be Friends, You Got Her in Your Pocket, oh my god, so many good ones, White Moon, uh, Effect and Cause, hmm, what else do I know, Blunderbuss, and that's all I know. But then there's other ones that you might not know, like me, because they're brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Spanked new. And that's it. And I have a the enemy talk to Kathleen Hanna, who's the lead singer of Bikini Kill, the Tigre, and the Julie Rune. And um, I think they're on going to, going to be on tour pretty soon, and they have a new album coming out. And I guess the enemy talked to her about what are some of her favorite songs um just for different you know situations in life so one of them is the song i want played at my funeral carol king uh, from the album way over yonder tapestry was a game changer for me when i was like six years old in my fantasy beth ditto sings it (laughs) she'd crush that song uh, the first song I fell in love with, the Jackson 5, Dancing Machine. I played the 45 version over and over. I imagined Michael was singing about me as I danced for, like, hours to the same song. <laughs> when the school bell rang, all I thought was, I gotta play Dancing Machine. Uh, the song that makes me want to dance, Mary J. Blige, Family Affair. This was La Tigre's warm-up song, and it helped us from slipping off the edge. When Mary tells you to get your ass on the dance floor and leave the drama behind you, you really do need to drop everything. The song I Can't Get Out of My Head, The Archies, Sugar Sugar. I sampled The Archies once because I figured we couldn't get in trouble since they were cartoon characters, and cartoon characters don't know how to sue people. (laughs) Luckily, my bandmate clued me in about samples, and we rewrote it. The song I do at karaoke, Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. 
I used to be a karaoke host when I lived in Olympia, Washington, and sang it as my goodbye song the day before I left town. I also used to do the clashes, should I stay or should I go, but change the words to am I a good karaoke host now. I'm sure that's total sacrilege in many people's eyes, but the crowd loved it, or at least I pretended they did. The first album I bought, The Rolling Stones, Some Girls, it was a birthday present for my sister, and she never let me listen to it. Mm. I only bought 45s for myself, and the first one I got was my own, with my own money, was Party Music by Q. I don't know who that is. Um, Some band. Somebody. The song I wish I'd written, George Jones. He stopped loving her today. It unfolds as a narrative, and each verse changes the meaning of each chorus. If you change just few, just a few words, it could easily be about domestic violence, and it would be the saddest song ever written. The song that made me want to make music, Andrea McArdle. I sang, about, I sang along to that song so much that I got the lead in the school play and sang it on stage to a stuffed dog. <laughs> the song I can no longer listen to, The Rolling Stones, Under My Thumb. Oh, I love that song, though. Yeah. A boy who was mad at me played it on repeat while I sat crying. I, don't, I didn't even know how unbelievably sexist it was. I just knew it hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah. I'm not under nobody's thumb. Yep. The first song I remember hearing, Away in a Manger by traditional i know it's not so cool but it stood out from the other holiday songs at school because it sounded so super depressing (laughs) i learned the words and performed it in our bay window pretending there was an audience there but it was just my dog watching i think it freaked her out the julie runs new album hit reset is out now and i believe they're going to be in san francisco is it later this year yeah yeah i put it on my calendar so i think the last time they were here it was their first album and look who i follow and that was about two years ago oh there she is <laughs> and then juliet lewis this happens to be a comment because life is a miracle <laughs> oh i like her i want, kind of want to go see her yeah, too you should follow her on instagram she's pretty funny she is funny they're just two funny ladies um, I have the last story for today. Uh, Billy Corgan back on Twitter. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. William Patrick Corgan um, at Billy Return uh, at Billy Returns. In October last year, Billy Corgan shut down his Twitter account. He instead decided to focus on his art, design, and photography blog called People and Their Cars. <laughs> the blog hasn't been updated since February, so. And two days ago. Mm. Uh, Billy quietly revived Billy at Billy, sorry. So far, he has two tweets, not including retweets. Here's the first one. WPC, with every ending comes a new beginning. Dot, dot, dot. Corgan was just promoted to new president of Impact Ventures, TNA, wrestling parent company. He was previously a senior producer at TNA Wrestling. Um, His second tweet addresses that promotion. saying for those who doubted my commitment thank you for pushing me to the top but seriously i'm thrilled by the opportunity wpc 
uh, Corgan discusses feelings about social media and Twitter in an interview with Alex Jones that's titled Bigger Corgan, Why You Left Twitter. He re- repeatedly criticized what he called the hashtag generation in an interview where he also compared social justice warriors to the KKK. At one point, he posted that individuals' participation in social media was potentially harmful to their communities. Quoting, take any social media system, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. Is your participation in those systems actually making your life worse in some level? Now, most people would laugh at that. What does that mean? Just because I retweet a couple of pictures or whatever. Well, if you're supporting things that are ultimately hurting your community, then that argument could be made. He also refers, uh, sorry, referenced social media feed algorithms saying Twitter has been caught suppressing and deleting things. Watch those comments happen below, beginning at the 2020 mark on a video. Billy Corgan, why I quit Twitter out of uh, pitchfork.com. So he's not doing Twitter anymore? No, he quit it, but he just restarted it to promote his uh, wrestling Got it. company. Yeah, I forgot he was doing... He's doing wrestling? That's so funny. He's not doing... He's just a promoter for wrestling. <laughs> it's even weirder. I, I would watch to, you know, see him wrestle, but he's pretty fat. So, you know. <laughs> he can actually do some damage to somebody. <laughs> Look how this playing music. Oh, my God, I'm right. just like, wow, this just goes <laughs> like, to another space right now. Yeah. But anyways, uh, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. We're going to play some LCD sound system, and then Ooh. hopefully we'll be hearing from Super Brat. Ah. Superfly, Super Brat. Killing it 
can only make it worse. It sort of makes it breathe. Present company accepting presently. We all expect the worst. It works just like a need.
That was The Last Shadow Puppets. And without further ado, Super Brett is here at Mutiny Radio, and they're going to play a couple songs for us. Thanks, you guys, for stopping on by. Thank you for having us.
She's got too many boys following her around. It's 8 a.m. First class at school. She was escorted there by every boy she knew. Marianne looks to her left hand. Boys, 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 boys,
this song is about our fate. Oh, we're Babysitter's Club themed. So this is about a babysitter named Claudia Kishi. She's 13. She puts in a personal ad in her middle school's newspaper. <laughs> Perfect boy.
next is a Jesse and the Dance School Phantom.
because we only have like they were here six years ago and now oh, they're like sorry they're shy <laughs> <laughs> that's right do you put muzzles on the men <laughs> only on fridays I knew like from the moment they started playing I was like we're gonna get along yeah <laughs> they they get us and we get them so we have too many boys <laughs> yeah <laughs> know how that is yeah. yeah so tell us about the songs that we just heard from you guys and they all sound amazing yeah I think maybe a little bit of backstory of why we're writing songs about the babysitters club is first important okay so i'm a children's librarian i I work at a school um so a couple years ago when i was at work um i i was discarding books because they were all messed up and stuff and and uh i came across this babysitter's uh, club book paperback and it was dawn and the surfer ghost and i thought oh my god that's like a hilarious song title (laughs) surfer ghost (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the, the the picture of the the book was pretty ridiculous. It was like Dawn, the babysitter, holding like a boy, holding the, the little boy's hand. They're on the beach. It's at nighttime, and there's this like like surfer in the background, yeah. and he's Ghost got like dude. this halo around him. <laughs> yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, halo of light around him. Yeah, my kind of guy. And she was like, <laughs> she's sweating right now. I need to write a song about this. <laughs> yeah, Say more. So that's what what kicked it off, and then. Yeah. Um, originally the song was written for an older band that we were in together and then after that didn't continue uh, Alex had the great idea to continue writing songs based on the Babysitter Club titles and if you didn't know there's like over a hundred of them so yeah. we yep. have like this treasure trove of content to pull from and another important thing to know is generally we don't read the books we read like short synopsises and we try to just pull little bits of inspiration from that uh just so you know we don't want to get too deeply into the lore because it gets a little crazy it does uh so we we generally pull from like the title from short synopsis um and we start writing these songs yeah so, so sometimes they don't really have anything to do with sometimes them. they don't have anything to really do with it. yeah like like surfer ghosts like that that that's like totally made up yeah Surfer ghost hunting coast to coast. Yeah, looking for his girl. He's, he's not. He's not. Girl. I yeah. mean, it's probably applicable in this situation, but yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, relatable. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the what we have found is like the more that we continue to sort of read about the books and write the songs is the having been like a sort of late '80s, early '90s series. It's real cheesy. It's got these sort of R.L. Stein goosebumps esque mystery. Oh, I've I've read one of it. the books. I've read one of them. Yeah, how'd that it go? It was not really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't up to par. <laughs> no, th- there was one line that was pretty funny. It was about the babysitter Dawn, and this book is written in the perspective of Mary Ann Spear. Um, who's one of the babysitters, and she goes, Dawn's from California. That explains a lot. <laughs> She's like a, a vegetarian, you know, blonde beach girl. Yeah, L- like living in Connecticut, baby. Stony Brook, Connecticut yeah. now with her mom. So yeah. Stony Brook. <laughs> Stony Brook, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how did you girls meet originally? Oh, man. Well... We technically went to high school together. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't we weren't really in the same social yeah. circle. I'm also a year younger, so yeah. you know you don't really 
talk to people that who are earning your grade. This you is know? true. We had we had um, mutual friends though. Yeah, basically through the music scene in Alameda, post college, sort of mm-hmm. college ending, um, as all of our friends started making bands together and having shows around the Bay Area. I should have uh, went to your school. Yeah. Everyone in Santa Monica sucked ass. <laughs> Alameda just somehow pulled all these strange, weird, artistic kids out of thin air and everyone just started bands and then you know how we really got together was they were like hey all the boys are making bands the girls need a band, need a band. I right. was sick of seeing girls just like dancing on the floor while the guys were on stage like doing their thing I'm like you know what I can do this <laughs> I've, I've played guitar since I was 13 this is what I wanted. I wanted a band. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be this like girl dancing for the guys. Yeah, I want to be out up there. So Good we turn the tables. <laughs> now they're dancing for us. <laughs> and you make them work for it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I approve of this. Yeah. I approve of everything I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we had an initial band four girl band mm-hmm. and yeah that's we were we called big big even though we're all very small people yeah <laughs> all of us are really short our drummer also played like a really small kit so we just ran with the whole ridiculousness of it yeah <laughs> and do you guys play in san francisco often or we play in la oakland alameda san francisco kind of not that often all three like equally because we're split in two different cities based um half Mm -hmm. the band based in la half the band based in oakland we uh play shows whenever they come up so sometimes we have like a string of like la shows or like a string of bay area shows and then Mm -hmm. yeah you know two months go by then we play another one so it's kind of like doing it by the seat of our pants for the time being yeah yeah (laughs) that's awesome and you guys are on band camp yes yep Superbrat.bandcamp.com. Superbrat. <laughs> and where did how did the name Superbrat come into play? So that's from a that's pulled from a babysitters club book title called Jesse and the Superbrat. Ah. So our babysitter Jessica Ramsey, she is a babysitting this like TV star kid. I think he has two twin brothers. I don't. Mm-hmm. It was a funny cover because there were three boys on the cover. Two of them looked the same and then the brat kid looked uh, or the super brat kid looked different and i assumed he was the tv star kid <laughs> and so brat super brat kid. came from that yeah <laughs> if you know this book give us a call and uh, <laughs> just establish <laughs> give us some background 415-550-0511 i forgot her number yeah <laughs> <laughs> i haven't used it in like years i know call For us months. we haven't received a call in call forever only if it's about the book we miss <laughs> yeah, we don't miss her, that one lady that calls in and talks about oh, yeah. her vagina. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. don't call. Maybe she forgot. PG thirteen only. Yeah, Ho- hopefully she forgot. Because we're talking about the babysitters, man. Yeah, yeah. babysitters club <laughs> and super brat, <laughs> super fly, super brat, super fly. Okay, you, you could work that in somehow. Next song. Yeah. <laughs> Or no. start or start funk. start getting into our funk phase. Yeah. 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 Do you guys have the bass for it? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. That's now the next song. Band. Now we're a funk band. Now we're a funk band. That that's our new direction. 
And who would you say are your musical influences? Dave Grohl. <laughs> I, I've I've wanted to be Dave Grohl since I was thirteen. I'm very I I've wanted to write that wave song. I want to be Dave Grohl. That's that's my jam. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't. I don't know why he was like my my music hero and music inspiration because like he's not a woman i just like i want to be like that dude i gotta play guitar i wasn't even thinking like oh he's a guy i can't do that Uh it it was funny because i i've been thinking about this recently and i've been getting into really into kathleen hannah yeah and the whole like riot girl kind of scene and i'm like bikini but yeah Mm -hmm. like i didn't I didn't think of that growing up. I saw like the Foo Fighters on TV and I was like, oh, I want to be in a band. It's <laughs> yeah. Uncle Dave. That's what we call him. Uncle Dave. <laughs> if only he would call in and be like, Uncle Dave has Dave, something to up? say. Because <laughs> it's so funny how, you know, he was in, actually he was in a lot of bands before yeah. he was in Nirvana yeah. and then everything just kind of took off after that. After but that. he does... He does a lot of other things, like he did that documentary where he was trying to keep that studio in Van Nuys going oh, because yeah. they became so successful, and he was like, I can't mm-hmm. I can't let this go. So I think it's not just the musician part of it, but just how his heart kind of comes out of everything that he mm-hmm. does, or yeah. goes into everything that he does. It like comes I, out. It comes shows out. It to you. <laughs> I, can just, I can just touch it now. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like there's like this other aspect of him that makes him almost larger than life, you know, in a way. Yeah, he just seems like a super down-to-earth kind of guy. Want to jam out in your garage. Mm -hmm. Have a beer. You could record an album in his garage. (laughs) If only. What if his garage is? In Encino. Isn't that where he lives? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure he has a few houses. The the documentary I was watching, I think it was not the last album, but The the Wasting Light, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's worth watching, but I think he has a house at the time. It was in Encino, and they're like fuck all this digital shit we're going back to analog mm. and then they recorded it in there oh in his wait i think i did see it, it was bob bob mold there i don't remember because i think he recorded Possibly. a song with them probably yeah. this was like a couple years ago maybe like five years ago but i was like yes i love this man and i've missed food fighters every time they come here <laughs> except 10 years ago <laughs> that's when you know t- there's been way too much time passing by yeah, I need to catch yeah. this guy now mm-hmm. good Wait. stuff how about you yeah. oh man I'm like a very weird mix of lots of inspirations uh, I would say like what's uh, created most of my foundation comes from what my parents listened to when I was a kid which was like a lot of uh, Beach Boys Led Zeppelin uh, disco like Donna Summer and Gloria yes. Gaynor um, meatloaf just like hard rocking people <laughs> but like a mix like also i was super into like uh like 90s country like the judds and garth brooks through my mom uh just like really great singers who would have like awesome songs like i can just my first musical memory is i was probably like six and i have these huge headphones on my ears mm-hmm. and i was just listening to the beach boys and i don't even know if i, I was just i was just going crazy i was just <laughs> dancing and nothing's changed like i put the beach boys on and i'm just like i'm 
I'm you so still happy. do that dance. I know. <laughs> Brian Wilson. <laughs> but uh, Brian yeah, Wilson, yeah. he's gonna be here. Yeah, I, I. It's always very hard for me to be like, this is my biggest like musical inspiration. I have so many. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> were you guys? I kind of got this feeling with watching and listening to you guys. But were you influenced by like? I mean, you talked a lot about the Babysitter's Club from, like, the late 80s or early 90s, but were you influenced at all by, like, Lookout Records, like the Donnas, for instance, who were on Lookout? Like, I kind of got that feel from you guys, like, oh, they kind of listen to the same bands that I listen to, like, um, you know, that kind of that California punk sound. Yeah, Yeah, I I love the Donnas. I've been listening to them since high school. yeah, I think it's just about the the humor and going back to the Foo Fighters. Like they have like so much humor in like usually in their videos. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of humor. No, I don't think so much in their songs. <laughs> the songs are really serious. But yeah, yeah, but the videos are are, are humor. <laughs> they yeah. used to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we like to take like really classic sound and then mix yeah. it with what we consider to be like the root of. Uh, being in a band is just like having fun having fun yeah and it's great that the people we're in a band with can all agree and come to the table being silly um and you know is he silly though he seems really serious oh we're all oh they're all silly yeah yeah and i mean we we pulled we i think a lot of our inspiration also came from our our friends bands too um for me the the fun beatles paul Mm -hmm. paul was the drummer and the fun Beatles. I love their like stage antics. Yeah. It was it so was hilarious. Yeah. Oh it, my God. Yeah, it definitely like opened <laughs> yeah. up the, the door of realizing like you can have this theatrical elements when you are on stage and even involve the crowd, yeah. have people uh, getting involved and having fun. Yeah, it's definitely important to involve the it's crowd. It's everyone's standing there yeah. listening to music kind of bopping. Yeah, I hate, I hate it when I see like people like on stage and they're like not even talking to the crowd. It's like so boring. They just like go into song after song. Like I can't tell the difference between the song. Like, can you tell me the name of the song? Can you tell me the name of your band? You kind of want to <laughs> make it personal, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just playing to me, but you don't really yeah. care shit about it. It's an experience for everyone involved. Like we definitely feel the desire to to receive energy from the crowd and when it starts coming towards us we give it back and it's just like this free-flowing awesome circle of energy and i i also like being a a girl on stage because like that doesn't you don't really see that too often i think i guess more so now than than many years ago but yeah it's always i think people are always intrigued when they see like two small chicks upstate on stage yeah you know, like with their electric guitars <laughs> and, and like, big hair out. yeah and big hair and like their loud pedals are like oh, loud you yeah know what you're in for buddy yeah but, uh, coming to get you <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of cool to say like you know you girls down there on the floor you, you, you know you can get up and do this too yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard you can do any instrument triangle saxophone <laughs> Blow bass, cowbell, yeah. cowbell, yeah. Get up here too. Get up, get up here with me, sister. Yeah. yeah. There's some great female musicians out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, were, were you at all into Janis Joplin or mm-hmm. Grace Slick or any of those Bay um, Area chicks? I didn't call them chicks. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of intrigued by by the history of them I'm, I don't know if I'm influenced by them musically I love Janis Joplin but, yeah. get, get me a Janis song during karaoke and I'll sing the <laughs> shit out of that <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I like I you like, come to the right place I like the, the Motown uh, ladies yeah, Ron, Ronettes yeah, I love that's a huge Ronnie Spector yeah. yeah 
I oh yeah, Ronettes, her. yeah. Yeah, the Ronettes. Oh, you uh, Sorry, bur- where uh, at Burger Bo- Boogaloo? Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. that was really cool. good. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's, that's history right there. It's yeah, yeah, she's sick. She's yeah. really short too. Oh yeah, she's tiny. <laughs> she's a tiny lady. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and the San Francisco, you know, music scene in general, the history is fantastic, and mm-hmm. we're big proponents of that. You guys saw um, the Flaming Groovies recently. Oh yeah, that's great. They're oh, so old fun. and they're rocking interviewed him did you see him at the chapel yeah paul and i saw them at the chapel oh i wish yeah. i would have gone yeah next time right next yeah time. yeah they'll be They're playing still again touring, so i'm sure they'll be back he's still doing it but it was mm-hmm. funny they were kind of they started in the 60s right but then they kind mm-hmm. of kind of tapered into the 70s somehow mm-hmm. but that was kind of amazing right because they're local yep. to the area and they're still doing it yeah pretty amazing have you seen any other good shows recently or bands we should check out um, besides super brat uh, yeah, we, yeah we have some cool bands we've been playing with recently horrible adorable, horrible adorable oakland based band girl duo, duo. big kick so awesome they're, they're on tour now but they'll yeah. be back and i'm sure they'll be playing some local shows yeah they're great yeah and uh, last night we played at the Knockout in San Francisco, Teenage Dance Craze, mm-hmm. which is their like oldies dance night with bands. And we played with the Boars, uh, who are also local, and the Adam Age, and those guys are amazing. I think they were here like a couple years ago. Yeah, they've they've been around, and they they're incredible. So I highly recommend. Oh, checking them out. and a uh, Dark Beach. Oh, Dark Beach. We we played mm-hmm. with them and Horrible Adorable. Dark Beach is also a girl duo, but they've got like this kind of like kind of dark kind of witchy kind yeah. of like evil surfer kind of vibe cool. <laughs> it's cool I yeah in. i can dig into the sand and yeah. find it <laughs> make a sand castle out of it <laughs> i'm just losing my mind um do you have any upcoming shows in la or we're gonna be kinda- going on like a bit of a hiatus for the next couple of weeks um but we have uh, a bunch of recordings that we're sitting on and we're going to be getting those all finished mm-hmm. and uh, releasing an ep towards the end of the year yeah, and we're we're hoping to to play shows again mm-hmm. starting in november, november. Oh, cool. yeah yeah all right well we'll definitely come check you yeah. out just in time for the holidays yep. <laughs> we'll such a, a sentimental party. time yes we like to have big hometown shows around, you know, the holidays or when people are in town. Uh, yeah, at so, our local yeah, like in dive Alameda, bars. We, we get to basically, like, take over the dive bar for the The night. lemon tree. Yeah. Quick, <laughs> a quick story. So for our EP release in, uh, well, okay, we had two really good hometown shows, but one at the lemon tree in Alameda, which is the classic dive bar off of Park Street. Uh, we got to take over, move the pool table, set up the instruments. We had our friend come and do a DJ set, and then we... S- we did our own karaoke. Oh, we did. We, we threw karaoke Yeah, we party. had like a projector yeah. just up. It was really janky. It was just like up on the wall. And the crowd, the audience just came up. Everyone was drinking and singing. And then an hour in, everyone's good and liquored up. We played like a nice long set and everyone just had a great time. Yeah, it was also our high school reunion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my years. <laughs> my my years. Yeah. It was kind year, of like yeah. the alternative to, you know, paying 80 bucks and going on a boat or whatever. That's like, come to the dive. And yeah, it was way, way better. And dance. So much better. So I would have gone to mine if I did that. <laughs> just putting that out there. They're yeah. not that cool. They did not do that. 
I did go to a show, though, instead of my reunion. There you so. go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we roll and rock and roll and rock. Remind us of your website again before yes. for yeah our listeners. Uh, well, we have superbratband.com, just mm-hmm. a nice easy link to go to. From there, you can find our Facebook and Bandcamp and our store. We can buy merch as well if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Do you have any interesting merch? We have some interesting merch. We oh, we have this to give oh, you yeah. guys. This is part of our merch. You guys can't see this. <laughs> we have on to air. sign it for you though. But it's oh, yeah, cool. we've got a it's cool art piece that our uh, bass player designed for our EP. Nice. Yeah, we'll sign and it. And <laughs> it's like the two of us with our guitars looking over the ocean. It's kind of well, like sunset, but also it's kind of dystopian <laughs> and apocalyptic because the Hollywood sign is falling into the ocean. <laughs> it's Lisa Frank colors. Yeah, Lisa Frank colors also. I have to stay Beautiful. in theme. Yes, that's how you know. Yeah, we've got these pins too to give you guys. Yeah, we've got pins and uh, buttons. Yeah, and we have really cool T-shirts. Although I don't think the T-shirts are here, though. No, but if you go on the website.